You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. And on today's episode, I am interviewing Mike Squatton Casanova, so controversial that he had a YouTube channel up with almost 80,000 subscribers and got taken down. Why he got taken down, I'm not quite sure. I, I just know that YouTube is is frowning upon people who are posting any kind of infield footage, like men going out and approaching women. They don't like it. They've been really coming down on a lot of things lately. And they removed his channel completely about six months ago. But he's back up and running with Pickup Alpha. And Mike is a, is a great guy. I've known him for a long time. And he's got a lot of great information. And like I say later in the interview, I wanted to interview him and kind of get his broader perspective, like his three biggest tips, like the biggest things that he's learned over the course of many years going out and approaching women and going out and coaching guys in the field. And so the tips that you're going to be learning today are going to get you so much better at meeting women and picking up girls. It's going to be about 10 times faster at the minimum if you follow this advice. And it's great advice. I agree with all of it. I even give some tips as well here and and piggyback off of what he's saying in the interview. So it's really, really good stuff. And we're going to be diving into some of the things that he feels will be most effective. The 80-20. I talk about this quite a bit on the podcast, the 80-20 rule, Pareto's principle, understanding that 20% of really anything has 80% of the effects, right? So in this case, the 20% like of the advice, like all, all the advice, 20% of his advice and my advice and anyone's advice has 80% of the effect, meaning the most important things that have the biggest difference. And that's what we'll be going over today on this episode. Now, if you're stuck in a situation where you feel that you just don't know where to go, you can't get out of your sticking point and you're not sure where to go, you feel like you don't know how to talk to girls, you don't know how to meet them, you feel that you're too shy, you feel that you're not getting the quality of women that you want or dating the kind of women you want, and you feel you want a girlfriend, you want to do this faster, then I want you to check out coaching at coachedbytrip.com. If you go to coachedbytrip.com, you'll find an application to work with me one-on-one. And I highly suggest that you get on it if you feel that this is something that's going to help you. I can only work with a select few people. I get a lot of applications in and I look through and read every single one of them personally to make sure that you will be a good fit for coaching. So don't be too discouraged when I say I got a lot of applications. It's not like I get hundreds, but I get a few every single day. And I really only work with guys who fill out the application form and take it seriously. You know, people who write one word, they're not going to get a response because it doesn't show me that you really want to do coaching and I need to learn about you. So don't be shy. Go to coachedbytrip.com today and fill out an application so you and I can work together. And you're going to get a free call with me to dissect what the whole situation is and how we can help you. So the first call is free so we can see if coaching will be a good fit for you. So check it out if you want to learn how to take your game to the next level. 
We work on online dating. We work on approaching women. We work on all the various ways of meeting women so we can help you get more dates, have an active dating life, and just enjoy being able to meet women when you want to. So coachbytrip.com. Check it out. Okay, let's get into it. Here's my interview with Mike Squatton Casanova. Take notes. What's going on, Mike? How you doing, man? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. It's it's good to have you on here. It's you know, it's been a long time. I've we've known each other probably for ten I years. Want to say ten years? Yeah, I think. Uh, Back in Casanova, at least at Casanova Crew, I think I hear you. I heard you give a speech at some random dude's house, and oh my god, uh, Orange that's County. Right. <laughs> that's right. I'm thinking it was like seven years. I didn't realize oh, it goes OG. that far back. Yeah, that's that's crazy. The yeah, whole dude, decade. That's crazy. Well, we we go back, and and now you're on here, and and you know you run a very successful coaching business where you take out guys in Vegas and help them meet women. And I know that you don't talk the talk, but you walk the walk and you have a lot of experience with approaching and meeting women. I thought it'd be great to have you on here and talk about some of your biggest lessons that you've had over the course of you know how long you've been doing this. First of all, how long have you been doing this for? I think I originally started back in probably fall of 2010. So not quite 10 years, I guess. It's like nine years and... Nine months. <laughs> okay, got it. Where were you? Like, what got you into pickup and meeting girls and all that stuff? Yeah, so I lived in SoCal, but it wasn't LA or San Diego. This is in a suburbia, so it was a town called Temecula at the time. And wine um, country, I, yeah, and a biotech facility that I worked at. So it was just it was a period of my life. I was getting to my late twenties, and you know, working in engineering and just. Haven't had any experience with girls. I had one girlfriend that was long distance. It didn't work out. So there's kind of a motivation for me to really get this stuff handled, you know. So and that's ultimately when when my journey began. Got it. So maybe tell us just about the very very beginning. I mean, did you have approach anxiety? Like, what was like a what was the very first thing that you worked on? In this area, and I, I know I'm sure you probably read some books and mm-hmm. watched some videos and all of that, but let's talk more about the action. Like, what was the first action steps that you took? I'm just curious about that. Yeah, I think when most guys get into it, it's usually like a low point. So for me, it was just a bad relationship, a breakup. I think my girlfriend at the time cheated on me, so it was a bad relationship for more than seven years. So I actually got into pickup from a like Google point of view when I was 23. This is 2006. At the time, I was just reading content, and that was like what most people are at, where you know you just get stuck in that keyboard jockey phase, and you you read, you digest, you think it, it's like a good feeling. You feel like you're making progress, but really, from a skill point of view, you're really not <laughs> as far as taking action, implementation. So from 23 all the way till 27 and a half, almost 28. I was just reading and it really took a super strong catalyst. And basically, I completely lost ties with my ex at the time. That's when I hit rock bottom. And then that's when I really had to look myself in the mirror and, and be like, okay, this, you got to get this handled. There's no turning back. So 
watched a lot of YouTube videos, watched a lot of digital products. And ultimately, what happened for me was I went to all these LA pickup conventions and met one person that was kind of a, a mentor. And then that's where I took off because I essentially shadowed this other person uh, every single weekend. And I worked with them on a daily basis. But uh, a lot of my sticking points, a lot of things I struggled first couple months in doing this, uh, it's everybody has the same challenges, right? It's approach anxiety, running out of things to say, overanalyzing, being fearful of things that aren't even problems, right? Our brain has a great way of creating problems that don't even exist, right? Yeah. So I, I would say the first three to four months was just battling approach anxiety. You know, I would sit in the you know, the first time I went to the club, I, I, it was so cringe at the time. But looking back, it was so rewarding because just that that unknown, right? Because I remember me driving to San Diego by myself. I didn't have any friends in San Diego. I didn't even know where to park my car. I parked like a mile away from the club. I was just like walking by myself. I finally got the balls to go to the club. Did one approach the girl. It wasn't even a bad conversation. She just went to the bathroom and I thought it was just like the worst rejection ever. And then I went home <laughs> after walking another 20 minutes and then driving back from San Diego to, to Mexico. Yeah. So, oh man, that's a rough one. Yeah. So, and the way I see it, it's a good thing, right? At the end of the day, people are going to get rewarded for blasting through that pain period, right? And not everybody does it. And that's good, right? Because every, everybody did pick up. I think this whole world would collapse. Um, so it, I mean, it's just, it's kind of like the pyramid thing where the top percentile of people who actually go through the BS, go through the struggle and, and they get what they're looking for. Right. So I had a, like a very balanced approach when I first started out. Um, I worked a normal nine to five, eight to six engineering job. And then I went out on the weekend. So I wasn't like some of these guys that went out like every single day straight, you know, I still had a career. I still worked out. So I think I was pretty fortunate that from a career and fitness point of view, both of those are handled. Independence point of view, that was handled. So I guess pickup was kind of my last piece of the puzzle. And I was able to focus on that. I think for some of the guys, you know, they're going through college, they're going through higher education, they're doing this and they're juggling multiple things at once. It can be pretty hard. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I even say to college guys that you should just focus more on college because this is your time to be in college. Mm -hmm. You have all the time in the world afterwards to to focus on on girls, you know, and, and dating and things like that. But but yeah, I mean, I, I work with a, a lot of clients who I coach, and they say literally the same thing as what happened when you started, which was different from me, but from you, which a lot of guys have, is they got all these areas figured out. But this is like the last missing piece is this women portion. So it sounded like that was where you were at. And I, I see that a lot. Mm -hmm. I think money doesn't... You don't want to see money as directly helping you get girls in the sense like you're using money to get girls. But I think, you know, having an established career, you know, money is a resource, right? You can use that resource to... Um, save time, get coaching, live in a better place, go to a better venue, access to higher quality clubs. And, you know, so that in essence actually speeds up your timeline, 
right? And being able to afford other forms of coaching. So, you know, in a sense, looking back, I don't feel like, you know, starting pickup, even 27, 28, it didn't feel like it was too late. You know, I felt like it was, it was the right time. I was a little bit more emotionally grounded and more mature. I think I started just the right time for me personally. Yeah. No, and I totally agree with that too, is that money, it definitely helps. I mean, indirectly, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily the thing that gets women attracted. Of course, they're not going to hate that you have money, but it's the access that you can get through the money that you have, right? Being able to... I mean, listen, I, I, I went to Europe a few years ago and it was nice to be able to afford going to Europe for six weeks and living there for six weeks, not that it cost a tremendous amount of money, but still, I, I, I had that ability because I had you know, this work, I have an income. Mm-hmm. So I was able to go to, to, to Europe for six weeks and have a great time and go approach women and, and date and have fun, right? So, so that's like one example of like if someone has money and access to be able to buy a plane ticket, at the very least, they can go travel and have a good time and meet women that way, right? It's like there's all these different ways that you can have more access if you have more funds available. Yeah, and not sweat the small stuff like parking fees, things like that. You know, just it makes pickup a lot easier and and smoother. You know, you don't have to yeah. worry about the minor stuff. Right, but that's not what we're really talking about today. Either way, yeah. you can be broke as a joke and still know how to pick up women. Yeah, that's and true. I feel like you have some good things to share with us today. You've approached, I know, a lot of women. You've coached a lot of guys. And so I just know that you have some really good thoughts and some, some knowledge to share in terms of you know, maybe three things that guys should really focus on or things that you think are the most important you know, after you've done a lot of approaches and you've coached guys. You know? So let's, let's start with that list. Let's, let's go to number one. Yeah, so I think the first thing I want to share is just having a, a macro scale of your goals and high level, just understanding what needs to be done, the, the, the breadth and scope of, I guess, this pickup project that you're embarking on, right? I think a lot of people, I see this a lot in students, is that they get stuck in the nitty gritty details, right? It's the same thing as running a business, right? They're like, well, how do I text this one girl? And that's literally like their, it's almost like that's the scope of their whole pickup question is just like, this but girl is that going to get you, right? <laughs> yeah, they're not thinking long term. They're not thinking two years down the road. They're not thinking bulk scale. Where do you need to live? Who are the people you need to hang out with? How many hours are you going to dedicate this? How are you going to track your progress? How many girls are you going to talk to? All those are all macro scale questions that a lot of people don't like to answer. And it's like, what I text this one girl, she has a picnic today. And I mean, those are fine, but the small things are great if you have the bigger things dialed in, right? It's kind of like if you're running a business, you know, Amazon wouldn't be as big as it is now if Jeff Bezos was like, you know, like what color should I color Amazon.com? Yeah. How do we get shipments? How do we get shipments to Alaska? Like, okay, that's maybe an important question in that very moment, but that's not going to help build the big business. That's not the good, that's not the long-term play, right? Yeah. Cause like, to be honest, if you really want to get pickup handled, it's going to take a while. I'll say at least six months up to years, you know, depending on just your baseline verbal skills for pickup. Some people have it, 
super easy. Other people have extremely hard. It's just like one of those things that's super unfair, right? The disparity between two people, even if they work the How same. How do you mean by that? Well, it's just like for some people, uh, talking to girls just come naturally. And then there's other intangible things like, you know, if you're already well put together, you look like you're in shape versus somebody who, you know, needs, you know, some, they don't, people don't have the same levels of work requirements, right? Some people just naturally get verbals easily. Some people naturally pick up things faster than others. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's like just going to the gym, right? Uh, one of my black friends, he's got the best genetics in the world. You know, he, he lifts a quarter as much as I do and he's lifting double my weight, right? It's just one of those things where people are just naturally in tune at pickup and others need to do a lot more. But kind of going back to my point is, especially on boot camps, I'll, I'll pick up patterns on what people are asking. And if I get a lot of just low tier questions, and not high level, then I'm kind of like, wait a minute, right? Over the last three months, you've only talked to five girls and you're focusing on what is gym game? What do you do during gym game? These like super specific questions that's like not really relevant in most applications, right? There's, there's like, well, how do I pick up a girl at work during lunch break? You know, it's just like all these super, like you're getting, in depth and and you're losing sight of like the big picture, right? So um, what is the big picture? What is it that guys should be focusing on if it's not the micro? What it, what is the macro? So from the macro point of view, you need to figure out okay, how many nights or you know day sessions should you go out, right? How many hours are you going to put in per week, right? Who are the key people you want to surround yourself with, right? Is your city even conducive for pickup? But let me tell you, like doing pickup in Vegas will get you probably three, four hundred percent more results than if you lived in, I don't know, Anchorage, Alaska or Fargo, North Dakota, right? So what else? The numbers matter, right? I think at minimum, if if you're a regular guy, you should be going out at least two nights a week, right? Anything significantly less than that. Is probably not going to be as effective because I think approach anxiety comes back. So it's like a leaky bucket, right? You have to fill the water faster than it's leaking out, right? It's not linear, right? So if you do 2000 approaches over the span of 500 years, it's not as effective as doing the same amount of approaches over one year, right? You just forget over time. So those are some of the key things. And also really just understanding what your weakest link is, right? So if your weakest link is verbals and you're running out of things to say, then from a macro scale, you need to figure out how to fix your verbals. And it's not just going out to the clubs, right? Because you're only in the club or in the mall, whatever, a very small percentage of the whole week you know, the week has what, 168 hours, something like that. But you might only be in the club for 10. So there's 158 hours that you're not in a venue, right? So it's like, how are you optimizing your day to day time to work on, you know, maybe take improv comedy, maybe go to, go to stand up shows, maybe watch a lot of podcasts, right? Such as this one, watch a lot of documentaries, uh, improve your verbal skills. 
those are all key macro level things. Okay, got it. Okay, cool. So what I'm hearing is figure out your sticking point and then figure out a system that's going to get over your sticking point, right? Your sticking point isn't, well, what do I text this one girl? That's not a sticking point. Mm-hmm. That's a question you have and maybe an, an issue you're trying to figure out barely. But yeah. the the real thing is zoom out, look at where you're struggling. And and I would say this too, just to add on, and I'm sure you'll agree with this is, you know, well, actually, I'll just ask you first. What if you don't know what your sticking point is? Well, what do you do? Yeah, and that that's a really common thing. Um, being self-aware, knowing your own strengths and weaknesses, right? Start by asking your close friends, get an assessment, right? They're generally going to be more honest. Just tell your friends, hey, look, be honest. What do you think I'm, you know, in the realm of maybe talking to girls? What do you think I'm good at? What do you think I need work on? And you know, if if you don't have friends, then get coaching, right? Coaching is the fastest way to get getting your results handled. I mean, it's you're condensing thousands of hours of somebody else's experience into your own brain, right? So, and that's always that's always good, right? Just getting a feedback from other people, recording your sets, recording your own audio, you know, maybe schedule a Skype call with you or whoever and and just be like, "Hey, can you take a look at my verbals? Can you dissect and give me some pointers?" So, that's a good way to figure out your blind spots. Cool. So, getting feedback from from other people. I would even take it one step back too. I'd say just go out and start approaching, you know? Like if you, if you don't know what your sticking point is, mm-hmm. my guess is you haven't really put a lot of time into it. You know, I, I just I feel like most people will know where they're struggling, uh-huh. you know, and maybe maybe your struggle is or your sticking point is I can't get myself to go out, right? So boom, yeah, there you that's, know. That's that's the do. biggest one. You're right. So if you can't go out, if you can't approach and you're staying at home, that's that's I mean that precedes everything else, right? It's like if you go out, a lot of other things will take care of itself, right? They're not gonna perfectly take care of your itself. You're still gonna need to get feedback and reassess, but you can't figure this out in a vacuum without going out. Right? It's a kind of a kind of a no brainer. So what's the uh, second thing? And then just to add on to this. A lot of guys, they don't want to focus on the skill. They, they want to focus on just getting the girl, right? And that's one of my biggest frustrations is, you know, if you're on a boot camp, I don't really care if you get the girl. If you get the girl, it's like, it's bonus, right? It's, it's, it's great, right? But ultimately, what you take out of that weekend or whatever coaching is the skill. And that's ultimately what you take away with you, right? If you wipe out all my... I don't know, whatever, all the women I've dated or hooked up with, you erase that. It's not a big deal for me because I can just still go out and get some more, right? So during boot camps, a lot of guys will just leave if they feel the girl is not interested right off the bat, right? That's a common thing. And those are actually the interactions that have the most growth potential, right? Because you're you're struggling, right? If the girl is not into you right away, most guys are will say, well, she's doesn't really feel like talking to me. I'm kind of just wasting my time. What's the point? I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting her time, right? But if you think about it, it's kind of like lifting weights, right? It's a difficult set, right? You're about to burn out, right? You're hitting your threshold. And ultimately, even prolonging an interaction is critical 
is is critical learning experience, right? So if you can talk to a girl who's just like absolutely bored, and you can take that from a five minute conversation to a thirty minute conversation, you're gonna learn a lot more from that than talking to a girl who's just DTF and into you right off. <laughs> yeah, and it's like in ten minutes, like it's it's good to go. Yeah, that but might you don't learn anything, but... right? Like I right. see. Especially guys that are like good looking. This happens. They're, they're always looking for the easy sets. They keep telling me, "Hey, I want, I want hotter girls. I want nines and tens. But when they talk to the nine and nines and tens, and they're not interested right off the bat, they just want to, they just want to find the easy nines and tens, which don't really exist that often, right? So it's more about just focusing on doing the right thing. Focus on teasing. Focus on that. Just figure out what. Specific mechanics you need to learn and and just work on that. Don't worry about the girl, right? Like if you're trying to focus on moving the girls around, leading the girl, or pulling the girl, I mean, it doesn't matter what she looks like. The mechanics or the scenarios are going to be the same, right? Pulling a girl who's an average-looking girl who's not into it is just as challenging as pulling a, a girl who's more attractive. That's that's also not into it, right? So there's only certain scenarios where it's like, oh, she, she has to stay with her friends, she's responsible for this, she has to get up early for some event, right? All these variables or situations, there's only a handful of those, right? So I think just being able to practice on everybody and not just giving up is it's applicable to everything. And uh, you know, when I first started doing pickup and I lived in Temecula, you know, Old Town Temecula isn't exactly the hot spot for women. <laughs> so I didn't have the luxury. If I did what these guys are doing, if I was that picky and I just quit every interaction, I'd have nobody to practice on, right? I had to like talk to regular looking girls and some of them weren't that attractive because at the end of the day, practice, they'll practice. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's good. No, I like that. Yep. It's, uh, it's like going out and, and learning to fish. And five minutes, you catch one. Did that really do anything? No, I'm not saying that necessarily got lucky. Maybe you did something right. But you know, are you doing it enough where you're actually getting consistent results? Just those, those little kind of wins aren't going to mm-hmm. do it for you. You want to learn the technique. You want to learn the skill. And I agree. You want to you you be able to, to figure out how to maneuver those more challenging approaches. You know, when the like you said, like when the girl's bored. So I like that. That's good. Yeah, definitely a good one for guys to be focusing on for sure. All right, let's uh, talk about the the second uh, thing. So the second thing is uh, where you live and who you hang out with matters a lot, right? So you know, it's kind of like the laws of nature, right? It's kind of like going with the flow of the river, right? Certain processes are going to be just more efficient than others. Right. And you got to just essentially assess and see, like, what is, what is the op? It's like if you want to learn how to act, you're going to go to LA. Right. If you want to practice uh, training for the Olympics, you got to go to the Colorado Training Center in Colorado. Right. If you want to learn surfing, you got to go to San Diego or Beach City. Right. So instead of fight, like, I see people try to fight. Like what's effective and be like, well, why don't I do this? And it's just like against the grain and it's just swimming up a current, right? And it's, it's just like pickups already hard enough. You want to reduce the complexities and reduce unnecessary variables, right? So, you know, if you live in LA, 
Vegas, New York, Miami. These are great cities. But if you live in a very, you know, like you live less than 100,000 people, it's definitely not going to work out. I would say for you to really shine and learn pick up quickly, you have to live ideally in a city that's a million plus population or there's just not enough volumes or you're just going to end up bumping into the same people and it just gets really awkward. So, and, and also move out if you live with your parents, right? Parents are probably one of the number one influences of your beliefs. And also, if you have a bad game, it's probably your parents' fault, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's just the way it is. I get a lot of Asian and Indian students that are just... Their parents are just so... I don't say domineering, but just like all over their face, instilling all these values. They have no social freedom. They can't go out. They got to come back at like 9 a.m. They have certain religious requirements. And it's like, you know, how are you going to figure out pickup when you have all these other constraints, right? It's like if you want to learn bodybuilding, but it's like, well, you can't eat this hour to this hour and you got to only eat this type of food and you just make it way too hard on yourself, right? And you know, if you're hanging out with the wrong people, your parents or other friends that don't see pickup as a like they don't see eye to eye with your goals, it's going to be very hard because they're essentially every progress that you make, they're going to always be asking like, "Why are you doing this? What is the point? Why are you talking to these girls? You're wasting your time. This is not going to work out. It's kind of cringe, right?" And so, yeah, you don't you don't have time for all that stuff, right? You want to hang out with guys that go out and approach and preferably way better than you. And just over the last 10 years, it's really hard to find consistent wings. So when you find somebody who's good, do everything you can to learn from that person. Treat that person well. You know, Make sure his life... You know, Add value to that person so you can learn from it. Because when I started to pick up... I was pretty new at the time. I was pretty newbie. And uh, even like the first month, I'd hang out with some of these naturals that... Th- you know, just my mind, you know, I'm here figuring out what to say for the first two minutes. And then there are guys I go out with that, you know, will pull a girl in under five minutes. I remember going to downtown Fullerton, uh, actually pretty BTF. close to <laughs> pretty close to where you did that speech. But like one yeah, of my yeah. one of my friends, he was a black natural. Man, he's just like, I actually opened. <laughs> and he uh he was just walking and talking with these girls and just somehow the they, we just all ended up at their house. I was like, what the fuck just happened? You know, and then he just like walks into the girl's bedroom and uh, one of the girls is just gone. I was like, whoa, you know, like imagine me figuring out all that and just knowing that it was doable at the time. It would, it would take months just to even figure that out. But, uh, you know, seeing, seeing is believing ultimately. You see that and I was like, hmm, okay, well, it didn't seem like it was that hard, right? <laughs> we just like, Walked and talked and kind of distracted them and you know just kept talking and girls went to college in DTF and they probably live really close by and you know looking back it's pretty simple but ultimately these guys preferably naturals are the ones that you're gonna learn so much just by being around them just observing and watching right if you find guys that are better than you don't bug them with a million dumb questions and annoy them right just just observe just feel their vibe and don't make it a burden for you to sort of hang on and, and kind of go out with them, right? There are a lot of guys that kind of enjoy hanging out with newbie 
newbie guys, as long as you don't interrupt their interactions, right? Like, but watching is totally cool because some people actually like that. It's it's kind of like a high. I don't know if you get this, but there's kind of like a uh, like a coaching high. Do you ever get that? What do you mean, coaching high? When when people watch you do what you're doing? Yeah, it's like uh, you know. We both obviously know what we're doing, but like when I demo in front of a student and they're just wow, it, it feels good, right? Yeah, you're performing for sure. Yeah, you're performing and like you're just doing what you already know, but to the students, you seem like a god and you're just like, wow, what is, what is, holy crap. It's right? an ego it, boost for sure. It does. It feels good. I mean, obviously, when I go out by myself to film, it's not as fun as hanging out with the students, right? So. And I'm sure a lot of naturals, a lot of regular guys that are you know more advanced get the same thing. So just kind of going back, just be a positive dude. Find guys that are more advanced than you. I was lucky enough to find an actual instructor, like a pickup coach. Now, obviously, I traded my... The value exchange was I volunteered and I traded my hours and hard work to be his assistant, did all the, like, the admin work. But that was very rewarding. And also, the key thing is you don't need a... It's okay to meet a lot of people, but at the end of the day, you technically only need like one or two really close friend or a really good mentor that knows his shit, right? And just stick to one person and he, he can take you to new heights, right? Uh, I feel like some guys, they, they just have this problem with trying to meet every pickup guy in the world. And that's not really necessary. Just find one guy that you value and you respect and their principles resonate with you and just reach out to that because in pickup, there's so much contradictory advice. If you're getting coached by like three different coaches, you're probably going to get three different opinions. I think that's yeah, okay. It'll be, it'll be counterproductive. Yeah, I think it's okay. Like down the road when you got all, all the sort of foundational stuff handled and you just want different variants. But in the beginning, just like stick to one guy, right? Because, and I think that's why people get confused on the internet. Because it's just information overload. Some people will say, well, you need to just go aggressive. And some people say you need to go indirect. And everything is just contradictory. So, and in some sense, it kind of all works. Or else, why would they be, why would they be sharing that information, right? No one's, no one's sharing information that doesn't work. Yeah. It all works on some level. Maybe if you really diagnosed it, some things work better than others or whatever. Yeah. It all works. But it's going to confuse you if you're doing everything at once. You're not going to get too far. Yeah, exactly. It all works. Yeah, every advice works, right? It's who's doing it at, at what level, right? Where are you at in the game, right? So, for example, talk, let's say talking, right? Some advice would be, hey, you need to talk more. You need to like, you need to not have silences, right? And that's a valid excuse. So, when you're starting out and you're running out of things to say and you want to leave, that would be a valid advice or feedback, right? You need to have a motor mouth, a million dollar mouthpiece. You got to be able to talk forever, right? But once you get good and now you're talking a lot and then you're not giving the girl opportunities to invest and share about herself, now that advice kind of... You need to scale it back, right? So so one advice could be good for a, for a newbie, but as you get to intermediate, that may not apply. Right. So it all depends on on kind of where you're at. So it all works. So, okay. I'm, I'm, where are we on this second one? So it was, it was people and location. Find a good place to do it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the right people to go out with and to do this with and the right mentors and some sort of value exchange 
or, you know, or wingman situation? I mean, what about, what are your thoughts? Do you have to find someone who's at your level? I mean, I know that was... Hanging out with people that are worse than you is just like biggest waste of time. That's stupid. You got what, about, what about just as good as you? Well, I mean, sure. Ideally, right? Um, we're talking about ideal. But right. if, if you can pick between somebody who's equal versus somebody better, then hang out with somebody who's better. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Uh, exactly. But definitely don't hang out with anybody worse because they're just going to waste your time. You, you don't yeah. have time to babysit. Like pickups hard, man. It's like, do you really want to go hiking with an extra 50 pound weighted vest on? Oh, you want to make it more efficient. Right? right. Well, I say this. I agree with that, but I like to add this and, and see what you think. When you start to see some results uh-huh. and you're not beginner anymore, let's say you're intermediate. Okay. Sure. Definitely, if you're, if you're going to pick, if you had the choice, between someone who's a noob and someone mm-hmm. who's advanced, go and, and still surround yourself with someone who's advanced. But it's actually not the worst idea to have one person under your wing as mm-hmm. you start to get better. Not in the very beginning, because you don't know what you're doing yet. But mm-hmm. as you start to get better, have you can have one person under your wing because when you teach the concepts, it reinforces them in your head. So you can start to become a teacher. Even if you're not super advanced, you can become a little bit of a teacher and teach someone and help someone I would I would say don't do that unless you still have like still more importantly seek the person who's better than you. But if you have that person, it doesn't hurt to have one person under you who you can teach a little bit too. You know, I heard this advice from someone else, not necessarily in the realms of pickup, but in just learning a skill. It's good to have someone who's better than you and someone who's who's worse than you. So you yeah. can learn from the person who's better and and teach the person who's less than. But but to your advice, I would stick more to your advice if you're completely new and don't know what you're doing. Like, obviously, just spend time around people who know what they're doing. Yeah. So, if you're intermediate, you already can approach, you're probably able to pull at a somewhat of a decent rate, I guess. I think that's fine, right? I think you're already past that growing pains, be, beginner sort of uh, massive approach anxiety. You know, so I think that's fine, right? You already kind of made it. You've gotten to a certain level. I think that's okay if you want to bring somebody under you. But it is going to be a little bit of a time and energy sink. So Yeah. No, that's right. So, just, so more importantly, focus on the person who's better. Cool. What's, what's your next one? Um, so my third advice is... Generally speaking, working on your weakest link is going to get you to progress faster. Breaking things into chunks and not stacking everything in series, right? So breaking problems into smaller complexities, right? So I think a lot of guys, when they go out, they sort of... you know, Before they even walk up to a girl, they're thinking, what am I going to do two hours from now or... When we get married, what I've had students ask me, like, what I can't talk to this girl. She has mutual friends and blah, blah, blah. And they're thinking wedding bells and so so far down the road, right? So when you put everything into large conglomerates, it it just it seems like a daunting task, right? The best thing you want to do is to just look today, I'm gonna focus on these three smaller parts. Right, and get that taken care of, and and so essentially, instead of jumping one large square, 
you're walking up the stairs, right? Each each step is manageable, right? So a couple examples of this is uh, a lot of guys, they want to fix everything around pickup first before they dive into pickup. Do you have students like this? Oh, yeah, of course. Like, I'm going to get in the perfect physique. I'm going to make sure my money is handled. And it's... Yeah, they're doing the uh, they're doing perfection <laughs> over progress. Yeah, they want to dance around this problem. Yeah, and not they don't want to work on what's the hardest yet the thing that's going to get them the most results. Right? They they want to stack all these things in front of pickup, and it almost pushes that due date further down the timeline, and they never actually reach that right because it's all bundled together. Right? Like they're trying to do everything at once is what you're saying. They want to do everything in series. Oh, look, so first they want to do that stuff like, and yeah, then they yeah, want to get things then, handled yeah, this before they do the Before pickup. they get into pickup. And it's yeah. like, well, subconsciously, they don't want to start at the pickup. So then they'll just... So they essentially, they don't get the other stuff handled either. So it's just like this, this big ball of tasks never gets done, right? Right. So it's kind of like if you want to work out, if you start pickup first and then you work out maybe in conjunction then they're kind of going in parallel instead of putting everything in front of the pickup task, right? So, and as you're making results in pickup, as you're getting good interactions, then you're going to be doubly motivated to not only get good at pickup part, but also getting your physique and everything else handled, right? Because they synergize each other. Versus if you put everything in series, things actually just don't move along as fast. You get what I'm saying? Yep, totally. Uh, and I get this so often. Somebody will apply for coaching. They're like, "Well, I'm going to get braces done first, and then I'm going to like make six figs." I'm like, "Okay, dude, braces are going to take three years. Make you know, you're pushing this timeline out to seven, eight years from now. Just people don't stick to their goals that far out. I mean, unless you're Elon Musk and you have some vision of going to Mars, and you're that one in a billion guy. Most people just." They can't make timelines that far out. It's just it doesn't work out like that, right? Right. right. Um, They'll never get started. Yeah, exactly. They don't get started, and you don't need to fix everything before getting to pick up. and And you're still gonna have the same fears. Like for me, I mean, I've been lifting for what was that? Twenty. I started lifting when I was twenty three. Right. I started to pick up when I was almost twenty eight. I've been lifting for five years. You know, I was like two hundred and ten pounds when I started pick up. I still had a lot of AA, right? It was like, oh yeah, just just because you have muscle, there's no approach anxiety. All those fears are still there, right? It's like it's just evolution, and it has nothing to do with how much muscle you have. I think a lot of people have fears that oh, you're gonna get beat up, or other guys are gonna come kick your ass. I've never seen that. I've never had a single student be in a confrontational situation out of the last seven years. I think also, and by the way, I, I haven't seen that either. And I think also the thing is more, they don't understand attraction. So while they're focused, so, so noobs focus on on more the outer qualities, money, appearance, mm-hmm. fashion, all those things. So they, they assume that's the thing that they need to get together first. When really the most important thing is your inner qualities. Right, it's the mm-hmm. it's the way that you converse. It's the way that you it's your behavior, right? Because that has more of an effect. Because that thing that's harder to fake, right? 
Yeah. So that's that's the whole idea there. So it's a, that they, I think they're just, you know, it's a lot of things, excuses, but also I just think they're unaware, just like most guys. They just don't know. So they think that's what they need to, to do. So hopefully this episode right now is uh, is helping guys with that concept that they don't need that to understand that that's not the most important thing in terms of getting better with women. Yeah. So all the external things, they're, you know, fashion, you can get that handled in an afternoon, right? But like working on your verbals, working on your pickup game and your experience, that that takes months and, and years. So that's probably one of the long longer timelines and that needs to get started as soon as possible. And then conversely, you get guys who've been approaching for three years, they've done thousands of approaches and they don't care about their image. You get some of those too, right? <laughs> and, and yeah, you need, so just understanding what your bottleneck is really, right? If, if you've done zero approaches and you have 8% body fat, the, the goal isn't to get to 7% body fat. And now all of a sudden, girls are going to just be chasing you, right? <laughs> But if you have five, you know, if you have ten thousand approaches under your belt and you're five hundred pounds overweight, then yeah, then I would say, based on your ROI, you're you know you're gonna get more value out of losing weight than gaining another thousand approaches if you already have ten thousand, right? So just kind of assessing where your weak points are and using that eighty twenty rule is gonna get you the most results the fastest. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because this whole thing is the 80-20 rule, right? It's the, on a meta level, like what are the biggest things that make the most difference, which is all the things that you're saying right now. So that's, uh, that's great. Nice, man. Uh, any concluding thoughts for guys who are trying to get better at this and do this faster and, and anything else you want to add on top of all this? There's just so much resources now out there. If you're stuck, just reach out to people, man. Like, DM trip, uh, leave a message on his on you know his uh, website. That that's the fastest way, right? With the internet and everything, with so many venues. If you're stuck, don't try to do this alone because it's it's just hard. I mean, just just seek advice and, and learn from people who have already done it. Yeah, just like anything in life, right? So yeah, cool, man. Where if they want to learn from you, where can they go? So I have a YouTube channel called Pickup Alpha and my website is pickupalpha.com. So you could either leave a message on either one and I usually respond to uh, either of those. I pretty much live on, in front of the computer. So, Got it. Cool. Well, yeah, if you guys want to learn more from Mike Squat and Casanova, uh, check him out and we'll put his info in the show notes. Mike, thanks for doing this, man. And it's good to reconnect with you after all these years. And fun to just hear how you're doing and just getting some of your your best advice. So thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a great talk. Very productive. Yeah, well, we'll have you back. Maybe next time we'll talk about something on more of the micro level. Like how to get that girl who's uh, going <laughs> on the picnic and knowing exactly what to text her. What flowers to bring. <laughs> what flowers to bring. What's the girl's favorite what flowers? sandwich? Bologna or bacon? <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. 